Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. been listening to two years of podcasts podcast Stop it. look at the look at what episode this is oh my god it's a big 52. number it's it, it checks out it's been two I'm not years super math, but it's correct we've never missed I'm no mathematician and every other week we never have we've talked about giving ourselves that flexibility but we've never done it oh my god so it's a very special years. episode for that reason especially because alan is here who hello your husband i'm not Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll introduce you guys later. So, and he's <laughs> the one that... And well, both of our husbands are here. That's true. Who are also our worst supporters at the beginning. I thought you didn't want people to know you were married to DJ Jaywoo. Oh, shoot. I know. I'm, I'm, Is that I, why I you am, got the job? I'm still willing to mingle. Nepotism. You know I mean. <laughs> but, you know, they never thought we'd make it to... Well, I don't know what you guys are thinking. Uh, well, you didn't seem too optimistic when we started, but <laughs> look at us now. In the beginning... So this is, this is Alan, my husband, who's been on a few times. But in the beginning, he's, I said, will you be on the podcast with us? And he's, he goes, sure, I'll be on episode 10. Because he never thought we'd get to 10. Implying we would never get to 10. What do you think, Alan? We, we're up to 52. I think you've told this joke before. <laughs> and it gets funnier every time. Your listeners are tired of your stale humor. No one listens to every episode. This is a fresh does, audience. Does your mom listen to every episode? My mom does not. Uh, I don't think so. I think my mom listens to more than your mom, maybe. Um, I wonder if anyone listens to every episode except for us. Let us know. Tweet Kara. at us. Yeah. Um, we, we, do have, we do have some diehard fans who I think have listened to every episode yeah. that no, I know No, it's of. true. Um, um, really quick. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you know how we don't have a, a song, you and I? Yeah. Like, we've known each other for a long time. I know. How do we not have our song? A song. Like, if we were to get married, I don't know. Who knows what will happen here, you know? Um, we need to have a song. I do kind of have one in the back of my mind, though. What is it? I believe in a thing called love. Sure. I, I remember rocking out to that with you That's in the why. car. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But I feel I, like in multiple places. I have a new one. <gasps> but um, I talked to our legal department, and we're not mm. legally allowed to play it. <laughs> Fair. Except only a few seconds at a time. Got it. So I'm going to like play like a few seconds, <laughs> and ju- you try to guess what it is. I just learned, by the way, that that's a um, like a myth. That you can play uh, uh, songs if you don't have the rights to them up to a certain amount. Oh, really? It's actually not true. It's oh. just that like generally people won't sue over that amount of well, time. Well, that's what our legal <laughs> department told us. Great. Well, if okay. legal says it's okay, I'm right. down for it. So uh, here we go. I'm so nervous. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Why is it happening like that? I'm oh, trying not to get sued. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's steel. I, I really don't think it works like that, by the way. We're, we're good. I, the legal department said we're fine. The algorithms <laughs> will never find it. I was so confused. Alan had to explain that you were stopping and starting it so that there wouldn't be a continuous song right. for more than a second. Right. We're f- we're we're I fine. Got you. We're safe. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's our song cuz we love seals. Wait, you know what? You know how else we can huh. get around the rights issue? Huh. Sing it. <laughs> I was hoping for the like <laughs> baby. 
like the a barrier to a kiss from a rose on the grave. Ooh, the more I get a <laughs> Oh my god, I love that song. That's such a good pick it's because we a few episodes ago realized that you had always said that if you had to be an animal, you would be a seal. And I Duh. discovered sort of on the spot that mine would be a seal, but we had never talked about it. And it's just a great re- representation of how connected we are. Um, Mind, body, and soul. We we have another guest in the house right now. <laughs> it's uh, our J- DJ J. Boo and I's childhood friend, Monty. Ah, um, wait. Who we named our cat after. I him. was just going to say. Na- our cat's name is Monty Herman. And full this, name. Yes, full name. <laughs> um, we've already introduced our guests. It's a very, very special episode. We kind of threw this together last minute. Guys. Well, that's the fun part. We're, you were going to discover together what a podcast looks like, an episode looks like, when you plan it in less than 24 hours. And then you invite other random people over. And then you invite random people over. Yeah. Well, well not, not so random. No, they're, yeah, they're not random yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, you don't know how my husband is not our loyal fan base. Yeah, he's, he's never listened to an episode. That's not true. He's not like a fan. I have listened. Yeah. Okay. You're I not. A, you're not a don't. regular listener. Do you, Alan? Do you listen if you're not on the episode? No. Okay. See, that's. <laughs> well, that's. Fun, but I have rated you. You're on a. Thank you. And that's I do a, subscribe. So well, that's all I care about. That's all you need. And we're really trying to foster an environment of honesty here, so I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. You always know that Alan's going to be honest. That's what I like about Alan. It's true. <laughs> Other than he's all giraffe-like and yeah. honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get to your favorite segment. Do-do-do. Joshing around. So we have a friend named Josh, yep. and he has to travel hours and hours and hours each weekend to go see his his fiance, uh, and then he lives. Oh my god, I'm not, I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, they're he in a long distance far away, relationship, and so yeah. he has to drive back and forth. Yep. And we every episode give him ideas of things to noodle on while yeah. he's driving. That's a yeah. lot of driving time. To pass what the, the time. fuck are you going to do for all that time? So we give him ideas, great ideas, and then Always he great. votes and tells us which one he actually wants to do. It's the best part. It's mm-hmm. got to be a competition. Yeah. Um, so I, we, as I said, we put this together kind of last minute and I don't have one, but I gave it to Alan. So Alan is going to step in for me today. Alan, what should Josh, Josh around about? To give some context to this for our listeners, the last time Alan did a Josh and around, his subject was think about weddings. Yeah. And, and actually Josh was not happy. Yeah. It was pretty broad. But that means that we can get we can do better. We can do better. So, so just remember, sometimes specificity is helpful in this yeah. exercise. I do it for me. I don't do it for him. <laughs> okay. Honesty. Okay. But you. Boom. Boom. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is if you could be a what product do you like so much that you would be a celebrity spokesperson <gasps> for? Good one. And what would your pitch be? What would your commercial be? Yeah. What's the angle? Good one. I really like that. Like, what would yours be? You don't have to answer. I don't know. You don't know. Like what? I'm not Josh. What? What is your dry eyes? If you were Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I really like that. That's a good I'm one. I'm doing it too. So there. Well, good. I can't wait to try hear what to yours top is. That Eric. Well, I'll try. Mine is. I just learned about Reese's peanut butter cup stuffed with Reese's pieces. Have you guys seen this? What? Okay, DJ Jay's mind is blown. I haven't tried it yet, but a friend has endorsed it. It's, you know, the peanut butter cup, but inside the peanut butter filling are these little miniature Reese's pieces. Little babies. Oh little babies. That sounds disgusting. Floating around in there. We're running out of ideas. <laughs> for we are not running out of ideas, but we need more. So, Josh, I want you to think of, I don't know, your, your favorite candy bar, your favorite candy, whatever, and what 
what mashup would you do? What combination would be the like most this. delicious? I like this. But Thanks. Yeah. Okay. I like this. And I have an update. Um, Josh reported back about a couple... Uh, Previous Josh, yes, yes, yes. Josh and Arounds. Um, it was... Mine was like build your dream house and uh-huh. yours was which plastic surgery. Yep. I won that one. Ugh. He wants to build his own dream house. Damn. But then you won the one where it was like, <gasps> make your partner get a tattoo. <laughs> and mine was think about the best characteristics of your friends. So <laughs> his, Tat- tattoo his is more friends fun. doesn't have, don't have a lot of good Did he say what tattoo he would? He did not. Give Maybe his he hadn't thought fiance? about it yet. Okay. Maybe he's planning to think about okay. it. Okay. Saving it. Uh, that you have a note. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a good joshing around. I like that Alan got to participate. Thank you, Alan. That was a, that was amazing. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I did not Google interesting questions. <laughs> you didn't? I did not. So I don't know why you think that. I don't know why you brought that up like that. But I believe you because you're honest. My um, wow, this is tangent. My grandmother's my grandmother hated cats. My great grandmother and the neighborhood cat was beat to death. <gasps> oh. And she was very like, I did not beat that cat with a broom <laughs> uh, when the cat came over. And we were like, whoa, you have a lot of details about the death of this cat. Oh, like, no. it was, we're pretty sure she, she murdered the cat. Excuse me. Anyway, what, do, what do they say in Macbeth? This? Like the lady doth protest too yes. much? Yes. I think the, that lady doth protest too much. Yes. And also like no one mentioned a broom. Ooh, I, why are we Grandma. talking about murdering cats? I don't like that. Why I don't we? like that. Anyway. Um, now it's time for my favorite challenge. I mean, my favorite <laughs> segment, podcast, podcast challenge. challenge, where we challenge each other to listen to a new podcast. Yeah. And last week, you challenged me to listen to On Shuffle, mm-hmm. which is a new podcast from The Ringer, which uh, host Micah Peters and his guests talk about what they're listening to and what they're loving in the world of music. Um... I was perfect. It's perfect for me. Yeah. Well, the reason I thought of it for you is because you and your family and DJ Jaywoo have a text chain that every day you kind of share a song that you're loving right now, right? Yes. And I, I realized when I was listening to this, I will listen to any podcast about music. I just think it's endlessly interesting. I always want to... I, and maybe especially because of this text thread we have, I always want something new, something interesting. Yeah. A lot of the times we, my family, we make each other listen to songs, maybe not even songs we like, but just they're in the zeitgeist or there's mm. a reason. So like we might put a Post Malone song because it'll start a conversation about Post Malone yeah. or like, and this, there, one of the episodes was about Post Malone and I, I'm so grateful for this podcast. Music is one of those things where I really enjoy hearing like smart people talk about like talk about music. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So thank you. And then Yay. there was one on Janet Jackson, which is just really interesting. They talk about Meek Mill on the last episode. Like it's just kind of like every music fan, if you're, if, you know, needs to listen to it. I love, I loved it. And I'm going to listen to every single episode. You nailed it. Thank That's you. so awesome. And it's so rare that I uh, challenge you to a podcast that you haven't listened to before. Yeah. And I think what I like about it is, it's like the cultural aspects behind the songs. Cool. It's like why they're important. It's yeah. not just like, here's a new hot song the kids right. are listening to. It's right. like, oh, Meek Mill's out of jail. It's like, why is this important? What's yeah. the story behind What's the this context? artist? Like, yeah, I really, really liked it. So That's cool. awesome. I'm so glad. Um, now I have a podcast for you. I'm ready. I'm gearing up. Um, okay. Have you heard of Side Note? I bet you haven't. I've not. Okay. Um, Wait, did you mean the word or the podcast? The word. Have oh, you heard of <laughs> sorry. No, still no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who cares what it is? I don't know what it means. <laughs> Side note. Same. No idea. Um, 
Okay, so it's like a science podcast, technically. Wait. Mi- okay. Maybe you have heard of it. No, no, I, I haven't. Shocked. I was just going to say, I listened to like three science podcasts today in trying to find clips for today's show because I was just like, I kind of like science podcasts. Go on. Well, I know that about you. I don't happen to love science podcasts. Yeah. This is... Okay, it's Mitch and Greg of ASAP Science. They're okay. like a science website. Okay. They have this podcast that I would have never guessed is a science podcast. It's uh. like not <laughs> about science, like so it is, but it isn't. But they chat about what's stumping them. So it's like, I guess there's some science involved. Fun. But they research and splice all the mind-blowing science that's involved <gasps> in what they're talking about. It sounds boring to me. I don't know why I even that listened to it. good to me. I don't know why I started listening to it. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what mood I was in. But like... I think they're married. Uh, they love reality TV. They're comedians. <sighs> they're f- I love them. I really, really had fun listening to them. They, um, they, the first episodes are about reality TV, weed, and inclusive vacations. And yeah. it's info-packed. It's laugh-packed. Equal parts, LOL, and aha. Um, I listened to the all-inclusive vacation one, though, and I was kind of disappointed because on their all-inclusive vacation, they did not want to make friends with strangers on their trip, and I was just on a cruise, and I made very good friends with strangers yeah. on my <laughs> cruise. did make friends. I did not agree with them on that aspect, but I think you'll get a kick out of them. I think you'll really, really like the podcast. It's so obscure, I couldn't even find it. Like, it's weird. It's, I don't know why it's ASAP Science, I re- and it's new. I really like it, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Oh, my it. gosh. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, dig it. Science, queerness, comedy. Yeah, I'm into right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. All my favorite things. I'm, I'm confident about this one. Oh my gosh, good one. Well, thanks for that challenge. You're welcome. Um, is it time for us to get paid? Yeah. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me about this week's sponsor. Oh, just kidding. No, you do it. Let me tell you about I don't this feel week's like sponsor. That. <laughs> I want to sit here. Oh my god, you're so lazy, Lauren. And now, a word from our sponsor, TheBlackTux.com. This next advertiser seems a bit off-brand for us, but they are paying us the big bucks. So, for the next few minutes, I will be their number one fan. I am just bonkers for black tusks. Wanna wanna me likey me likey ooh la la kiss kiss. They're super endangered, super illegal tusks from animals, and I just can't have too many of them. Carry them around for exercise, use them to prop your front door open while you take out the trash, throw them out the window when there are loud people outside, and the tiny ones can even be considered jewelry. I don't wear these jewels around police officers. As I mentioned before, these are super illegal. But that's what makes them so hot. When people do illegal things, they demand respect. And we can't guarantee you'll raise you'll get a raise if you hoist one of these things around in your office, but we wouldn't be surprised. I mean, just picture yourself holding one. You respect yourself more already, right? Visit theblacktux.com and set up a fake profile. Very important that it's fake. This shit is illegal. Tell them your name is Post Malone or something. Then click on one of the black tusks you want. Don't worry, they're all illegal and super sexy. If you enter discount code podcast podcast at checkout, they'll send you a tuxedo. I, I, I don't know. This seems off brand to me, but the whole company seems a bit bonkers. Good thing we love bonkers here at Podcast Podcast. Thanks, the Black Tux. I'm not usually into the idea of murdering animals for their tusks, but I mean, if they're going to sponsor <laughs> us, okay. I'll be into it. It's, I want one. It's now. so true. I mean, like, elephants are cute alive, but you know what's cuter? Money carrying around their tusks oh yeah that is cuter yeah yeah also you can probably tell that i definitely prepared 
for reading that ad and it I was not it, the first time that I, I had it read amazing. it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I definitely understood it what was going reminds on. reminds me, I meant to mention for the uh, side note podcast. Yeah. Have you ever noticed when podcasts are really new and they are trying to woo sponsors, they'll, yeah. they'll say, this is where we'll have an ad or this, we're leaving space for an ad so yeah. that advertisers will, can, can, can come in. Yeah. Or, but uh, it, side note has fake ads. Which is something I know nothing about. So that's but wow. it's very fun to listen to. They have fake Wait, ads. So that's a really strange concept to me, though. Like, what would be the point of a fake, fake ad? I don't know. I mean, listen to it. We make a lot of money off ours. I don't know. I mean, some people just have to. I guess. Wow, that's so interesting. I feel bad. For, I pity them. I that's you know. Keep working hard, side note, because someday you'll have real advertisers <laughs> like us. Feels good. Like the black We've tusks. Had, yeah, we've had advertisers from day one, so I have no idea what this is like. But it's so true. <laughs> well, thanks again to all of our I have a question sponsors. about the, the tusks. Yeah. Um, it wasn't mentioned. Do they come in a refrigerated box? Oh, that is a great question. They do come <laughs> in a full-size refrigerated box. Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> um, they do recommend, though, taking it out as soon as it, it's delivered because the refrigeration is actually uh, bad for the tusks. It hmm. deteriorates wow. them. Yeah. There's a lot of fine print on this. Yeah. Show, but mm-hmm. it sounds super legal, super sexy. Super worth it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Should we jump into uh, the first clip? Yes, and I am excited about this uh, for many, many, many reasons. Well, name six of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> there was only five. Oh, okay. That's a lot, though. Um, it still is a lot. It's, it's not lot. as many as six. Um, have you heard of Done? No. Okay. Oh, so much to be excited about. Done... Um, is a podcast with Dara Katz and Betsy Kenny, mm-hmm, and every mm-hmm. week a guest presents them with three things that they are done with, like dirty public bathrooms, graphic tees, escape rooms, podcasts, <laughs> etc. <laughs> After careful de- deliberation, uh, the hosts determine which thing is so done that it must be struck from the face of the earth, oh and then gosh. they consult an expert in something and ask them what they think. Usually, the expert is not a real expert. Sure. I mean, come on, but whatever. Um, I love this concept. I like it because. It's always weird things that annoy, like the things that they want to be done with are always super weird. So it's a lot to talk about. It's yeah, like, like specific why are you peeves. Done with that. Yeah. Like, why do you hate graphic tees? Go on. This is odd, you know? <laughs> um, but this is from the episode Facebook Live Gender Reveals Standing at Airports and Car Rentals with Mike Kelton featuring Sifa Sounds. <laughs> I love this. Sifa Sounds. Thank you. We happen to know just DJ Joe knows who that is. I know Mike Kelton. Um, do you, how do you know Mike Kelton? Uh, he was an actor from my casting days. Oh, oh that's funny. Well, I wanted to talk about him because I fell in love with him. Oh yeah. Listening to him. I really liked him and I was like, I need to look more into what he's done because I thought he was really, um, entertaining. He works at MTV or yeah. for MTV. Well, I almost ca- chose this as podcast challenge cause I was like, Eric's going to be so obsessed with this podcast. Um, but also the, uh, Mike Kelton, um, is the host of the upcoming forever dog show that I am really excited about called beyond where he talks to medium psychics and people in touch with the other side. So he's going to be having this podcast. I also think you'll like called beyond that I can't wait for. Mike Kelton is the guy, the guest. What is forever dog? It's a podcast network. Oh, 
Yeah. Very cool. Wow, I thought you worked in the industry. Wait, no, he talks nervous. two mediums? I'm going to love I that show. I know you show. are. But I was like so excited. I just have to tell you about this. But you're going to love Mike Helton. You're going to love this podcast. You're going to love Mike Helton's upcoming podcast. You're going to love everything we're about oh to talk Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Are you ready? Ready. Can you tell us how many lives we've had? You I can't. I can't. You can, can tell you? someone's can a baby, I? right? I can, well, I, what I can tell you is you've both been here many times because people that are inquisitive um, and seem to have like a grasp on humanity have learned many lessons. So if you have a lot of empathy and you're a person that can see the world from other people's perspectives, you probably lived a life similar to other people that are struggling mm-hmm. where they say that uh, with past lives, people that people that are on their first couple lives are probably not living in New York because it's such a hard place to live <laughs> where like you would prop people would just not LA. understand L- or like simple place like uh, a place where life is like much simpler mm-hmm. they probably would like end yeah, up picking a place sense. like that um something I asked you about someone we know and um I don't remember specifically what I was asking but you said to me that you thought that this was their first time on earth and oh, I yeah. thought that that was such it explained and everything. It explained mm-hmm. everything. And it was all like positive things mm-hmm. that you're like, oh my gosh, that's why they are the way they are. And I think everyone listening can think of one person in their life that like, they just, they're, they're probably a lovely person, but they just kind of can't grasp like how to be a human. And it goes into things that even like physically, like people that can't understand like how to walk and hug people. They're kind of strained. They're not really comfortable in their own skin it's their first time in a human form. So it like makes sense that they would be confused about, you know, right. basic human lessons. Okay. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, that's a that's tricky. I mean, I definitely know folks who I would classify as old souls or young souls, but I don't I don't know if I would attribute such specificity to it. Like I, I don't necessarily think because because I think that we think of an old soul as like someone who's like very mature, has a lot of wisdom, but I think someone can be awkward in their body and very mature and wise. Well, yeah, I, I it's funny because I really like him. Yeah, I'm into him. But also, it's a little bitchy, right? Mm, like mm. I, when I was in college, my roommate told me I was a young soul. And that she was an old soul. Is it the roommate I'm thinking of? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, it's, when she was saying it, it was not a compliment. It was like, no. I'm smart. I've got my shit together. You're kind of a shit show. That's what she, like, and I think what he's kind of saying is like, they're lovely people. They're just kind of simple. You oh, know what? Gosh. It's like, they're lovely, but it's like, it's kind of offensive the way he's saying it. Yeah. It's like, young souls are dumbasses. And like, we kind <laughs> of need dumbasses on the planet. Like, it's a kind of offensive concept, I think. But it doesn't have to be because, you know what? I think if this thing exists, this like first life thing, I think I am a young soul. Mm. But I don't see it as a diss. I think I have a lot of energy and I'm curious and I'm willing to fuck up and fall on my ass and ask questions and like I'm not embarrassed. I don't think too highly of myself. Mm. Right? Like you're not precious to, about it. I, I agree. Is it a bad thing to be a young soul? I completely agree. And I don't even know if I would classify you as young soul necessarily, but I do think there's a good balance of energy in people. Like if everyone was like sitting around, you know, like prophesizing on like the, you know, their personal philosophies, right? Like the world wouldn't function. Like we need, we need both types of energy and really there's more than two types, I guess. It's not like an energy binary, but I feel like 
like young souls bring like energy and life and old souls bring like wisdom and I don't know. What do you But think? I think that you're putting your definition of young and old souls onto his interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So like he didn't say anything about like being wise, wise. and being like That's true. what you're saying. That That's true. He was, it was a, he was dissing the young souls. Well, no. but to your really? point, maybe we only interpreted it that way because we have already attributed these things. And maybe you're saying like, like, I'm a young soul because I, I don't feel like I'm not acting like Eric was saying, but like maybe you are an old soul because you live in New York and you're really comfortable, but you're not afraid to fuck up. Well, the New York thing hmm. is interesting to me because he's like, uh, old souls, what did he say? Old souls wouldn't live in, or old souls live in New York. Mm. That's what he was saying. Mm. He said, "Old souls, you're." Pro-, he's saying to these girls, "You're probably old souls because you live in big cities." I think it's kind of. This is where we disagree. I I think it's the opposite. I feel like young souls live in New York because they have the energy and the curiosity. I feel like m- most New Yorkers live here because they're trying to prove something. And interesting. You know what I mean? So it's like they're here because they're like still not quite satisfied yeah. and working for something and kind of willing to kill themselves and be crazy. And they have a lot of energy to do it to me. A young, an old soul is like, I don't need that shit. I'm going to go live on a farm or like in a, a simple life. I, right? I don't know though, because I think that that lack of satisfaction that, that like seeking nature feels to me like, like someone who's been around the blocks would know that they don't have all the answers and that, they need That's to keep point. searching. And I think folks who, you know, would be more like more inclined to sort of stay where they always have been That's and feel good, satisfied okay. by that that might be a young soul thing. I mean, and again, that's I even disagree with myself because I think someone who stays in their hometown doesn't it doesn't mean necessarily that they're not seeking answers that they're not, you know, pushing themselves and stretching in any way. So I I don't know. I guess it does depend just there's very different def- definitions, but I did, I didn't enjoy the way he was like calling young souls simple people. They're, mm. The when someone goes, they're fine people. Like it's like you don't really think that it doesn't you feel sound, complimentary. You, you, he sounds like he thinks he's an old soul and that dipshits are young <laughs> souls. We need dipshits. You know what I mean? Didn't yeah. it sound like that to you? Yeah, yeah. He's like, a little judgmental about the young souls, and I think I'm a young soul, so I'm being a little defensive. Mm. <laughs> Um, but then, so I did, we didn't even get into the episode, what the episode is actually about, which he said he's done with gender reveals on Facebook live. Agreed. I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. So have you seen one? If folks who don't know, I mean, the gender reveal is the idea that like you have balloons in a box and you open them and it's like blue or pink balloons, you know, rise up to, to, to tell you whether the the woman who's pregnant has having a boy or a girl or it's like you cut into the cake and it's pink or blue, whatever explode a balloon and confetti comes out. Yeah. It, I didn't know they were doing this on Facebook live. I'm it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Also, I'm really sick of glorifying the sex of a child before it's born. I Thank really you. think it's toxic. We need to stop it because it's kind of like, okay, I understand when someone's like pregnant First of all, I don't have a lot of questions. I don't really care. Yeah. You So you have to be like, is it a boy or a girl? Like, what other questions are we going to ask? Right. I don't fucking care. Right. Sure, a boy or a girl. But it's then it's How like, many toes? You're basically like, de- like deciding the future of the child. Like, yeah. hope it's girly. Hope it's a boy. You know what I mean? It's like blue or pink. It's like too much. Ugh, I, yeah. Yeah. I it could. What if it's a, why do we, why are we assigning so much importance to the sex of a baby? It doesn't make any sense. First of all, gender is a construct. Yes. 
True. Second of all, the thing that pisses me off the most is seeing women who have a gender reveal and these blue balloons pop up and they get pissed. I've seen videos of people like kick it, (laughs) kick the box or whatever and storm off. Are you serious? Yeah. You do not deserve a child. That is That is crazy. First of all, I don't like gender reveals. Second of all, I don't like general reveal Facebook Live. Third of all, I don't like it when the woman kicks the fucking right. It's like layers upon layers. Well, and and you're right, Alan, in that like gender is something that we assign. It's that's not a real thing. Like the what what you're finding out is the sex of the child. So basically, you're having a party to say whether or not your unborn child has a penis or a vagina, like female or male anatomy, which is all that's very bizarre. And then to your point, like you're. Right, right, yeah. You're like at, then adding on to that, like the assumption that this person will will have feminine traits and or masculine traits, and it's all very. Um, <laughs> I want to find out if my child's going to be an old soul or a young soul. Oh That's what I want the reveal. reveal. Yeah, and you either open the box and it's an owl that flies out, or it's a seal. Oh, oh my God. Seals are young souls for sure. Clearly. The other thing he complains about is people that stand at the airport, like when you're getting ready to board. Oh my God. And I so do that. And it's a very like anxiety ridden white woman thing. I totally do that. Do you mean like stand near the boarding gate before it's it's time? It's not your turn to get on, but you're standing. You know who always does that? Who? People in zone four. Oh yeah. Me. There's there's a You are not in zone four. Yes, all the time. You are? I'm in like zone 95. Do you not like check in? It she doesn't care about any of that, remember? <gasps> I don't care about that stuff. Also, oh, I just like to stand in general. I like to stand. I don't like to sit on the subway. I like to stand. I yeah. Do, yeah. prefer to be standing. There's a quote from a book I just read. <gasps> Go on. We get it. Calypso can read. I love talking about books. Don't interrupt. Sorry. What book was it? Calypso by David Sedaris. Oh Come on. It's not even out yet. Oh can you believe? Oh, What quote? Where he says something like, People at the airport, usually in zone five, I'm usually in zone one or two, they rush up to the gate and they say something like, we're all going to the same place as if it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, but the difference is that I'm going to get uh, room in the overhead bin and you are not. Oh, that's the whole reason I'm up there. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally right. By the way, that book is amazing, is it not? Yeah, it's really good. Um, So it's, his name is Sifa Sounds? Sifa. Sifa. Oh. Sifa. Okay. Sifa. Well, he was the expert on this, and he used to host an improv hip-hop comedy show at UCB East that DJJ and I used to go to. What was it called? Uh, uh, improv comedy hip-hop or something. That, yeah. I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun show at UCB East. Um, anyway, I think you're going to like this podcast. I think you're going to like Mike, and I think you're going to like Mike's upcoming podcast. There's a lot Beyond. to like. I'm super excited, and this concept is so funny. I can't wait to listen to more eps. Yeah, that's good. Should we jump into the second clip? Woo! Woo! How many things are there to like about your clip? Uh, only four. Aww. <laughs> um, so in honor of the presence of Our Lady Lane, um, God bless, <laughs> this clip comes from one of his favorite podcasts. Can you guess? It's either Bitch Sesh or Keep It. Those are the only podcasts or, that he listens um, to. RuPaul. What's your favorite, like, right now? Keep it. Yeah. Can it's, I give myself a little bit of credit? Yeah, you should. I'm you, the one that discovered <laughs> keep it. So you challenged me in a podcast challenge to keep it, and then Alan fell in love with it. 
and listens to it on the reg. Hard to please. So it's true. If you're out there trying to think of a good podcast to listen to and you're picky, go with Keep It because the pickiest picker <laughs> approves. That's true. Mm-hmm. Picked it. Okay, Picked so it. Thank you. Keep It. Um, the hosts are Ira Madison the Third, Kara Brown, and Louis Vertel. <laughs> what? Just. The, oh, an excellent trio of people. Such a good trio yeah. of people. Better and than what we've got going on right now. Well, obviously. <laughs> and when you first challenged it to us, it was in. The, it was just. There was, it was one the episode. first episode. Yeah. So one thing Alan said was like, "I love the chemistry of these hosts. I hope it's the three of them always." And it turns out it is because it wasn't ads. originally supposed to be. It was just yeah. supposed to be Ira. Yeah. Yeah. But like. And and now it just works so well with all three of them. Yeah. So. Um, they are they the whole conceit of the show is that these three talk to comedians journalists actors musicians activists and more about pop culture and politics it's very funny queer and so totally woke without being all up in your face about it yeah you know what i mean <laughs> um it's um by the same it's by the same people that do like um it's cracked media right yeah no it who does like uh shoot the john love it love it or leave it who does like love it or leave it. Like produces it. Yeah. Um. Is it crooked? Crooked, crooked media. Not cracked. Crooked. Yes. Started with a C. Close. So it's <laughs> it's in that family of like really really smart, but it's a little yeah. more culturey. So yes. It's still like smart, but it's like maybe the most fun. Yeah. Like I don't know. They're all yeah. fun, but it's the most pop culturey. Exactly. Um. It's like eating your vegetables, but they're it's like zucchini fries. Yeah. Instead of just a boring Sprinkled vegetable. Sprinkled with a little cocaine. Go with cocaine. Good. Alan, anything to add to that description? No. Since you're such a fan? Great. Uh, In this clip, they're talking about how apparently Sean Hannity a few weeks ago accused Jimmy Kimmel of being racist. Um, He has Laura Benanti, who's a Broadway actress, a Tony Award winner, on to impersonate Melania Trump because she looks a lot like her, accent included. So Sean Hannity was saying because they used the accent, it was racist, whatever. Here uh, in this clip, they're discussing the Twitter exchange that follows. So they got to a back and forth, and basically Kimmel tweeted at him, when your clown makeup rubs off on Trump's ass, does it make his butt look like a creamsicle? And then he followed it up. That doesn't even make a ton of sense. Because what clown is in all orange? Is it all white makeup? Is it all? I don't get it. Creamsicles are gross to me. I'm a thin person. I don't really enjoy them. But um, (laughs) also, it's just, it's the kind of joke that would be in like, a 1987, you know, Porky's-esque type movie. Porky's is like 1980 anyway. I mean, anyway, 80s type Porky's, comedy. Porky's 7. Right. RuPaul's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, it's just an old boys club type joke. He followed that up with, don't worry, just keep tweeting, you'll get back on top. Or does Trump prefer you on bottom? Which dovetails nicely with what Chelsea Handler said the same day. Yes, uh, the exact same day, Chelsea Handler, for some reason. Why are you here? um, Why are you here, Chelsea? I don't even know why she was tweeting this, um, but she tweeted, Jeff Sessions is definitely a bottom. And when she was called out, uh, out on it, she said, don't worry, I'm a bottom and proud of it. Well, let me tell you what straight people are especially proud of, knowing the terms top and bottom. They love bragging about that shit. They love being like, I'm in, I get it. One of you has to be higher than the other. Like, they love that. <laughs> they, they think they've like, they know the science of it. Yeah, uh, this reminds me of the time I interviewed Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell for the movie Get Hard. And I said, did you ever think the kind of prison rapiness of this movie felt a little bit dated in terms of a source of humor? 
And Kevin Hart said, funny is funny. And my response to that is, no. When something is funny, you have to ask, to whom and why? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, before, before Alan left to walk here, he goes, pick a clip that I'll want to talk about. <laughs> so I hope I succeeded in that. Um, Lewis said of this comparison that, quote, gay sex is better than the lives of all these conservatives. Like, he was mad that they were um, saying that these conservatives did something that is, like, so great and fun (laughs) when it was, like, meant to be an insult. So, obviously, it's, like, the joke is that you're stigmatizing gay sex. You know what I mean? It's so funny to me because I think I listen to – I'm not in the – I don't listen to a lot of conservatives talking. So, most of the people that – I listen to talking about gay sex. Top or bottom isn't an insult. Right. They're like, right. It's just a defining character. You know, so it's, it's, I wasn't actually familiar with this idea of it being an insult. I, I mean, Until it does happen. I heard about it. It does happen a lot, actually, even with like sort of progressive thinking people who, you yeah. know, I, I think they'd use the argument that, oh, well, I don't think it's a bad thing. This conservative politician would be insulted by it. So that's why I slung it. Right. But you're still using it. To insult, insult them. Yeah. And that's the thing that doesn't, that isn't good. Right. I think there's a problem with people saying either like homophobic things or things that are racist and thinking, well, I can't be racist or I can't be homophobic because I'm liberal or I, you know, I have many gay friends and whatever, whatever. And or they, because I'm kind of joking. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, I'm a comedian. It's a joke, whatever. But like Lewis said, like, why is that funny? Okay this joke is funny because it is insulting for one man to like have oral sex with another man. Right. Or to, or to be the bottom. Right. Well, and to your point too, like Chelsea Handler, yeah, she has lots of gay friends. Yeah. She's supported the gay community, but she is not a part of that community. So she doesn't get to say, brush it off and say, Oh, I'm it's fine. I hate her sometimes because sometimes I feel like she takes two steps up and I'll be like, yeah, I like her now. And then she'll take three steps back. Like, I feel like she's always doing stuff that I like and then stuff like this. She's always fucking up. And that's the thing. I do like Chelsea Handler and she is a great advocate for the gay community, but it's like, we all need to recognize times when when we slip up. Like, I like to think and hope that I'm a good advocate for the rights of people of color, but I'm certain I say things that are insensitive or wrong (laughs) nonstop. And I hope that I would be able to just like acknowledge that and apologize for it. You know, I also feel like you need to listen to these people to explain it well enough for them to get it where, like an example is the real housewives of Atlanta where Kim's daughter took a video of a roach in Nini's house and Nini and and it wasn't a cockroach. It was like a bug that she was saying like cockroaches in her house, whatever Nini was saying that that is racist. And at the time when it was happening in real life online, I was like, I don't really understand that. I think she's reaching a little bit, but then on the show she and um, Candy explained why it was racist. And so you have to sit back and think, okay, now that I know that explanation, I won't do that shit anymore. Well, and that's such a good point that allies should look to the voices of the community to understand and listen, which is what Chelsea should have done is to look to her folks in the community to say like, what did I do wrong? How can I do it better? Yeah. Also Chelsea, it's just not a funny joke. Right. It's the other thing. It's like, so I hate to say 90s. this, but if you're gonna make a hysterical new crazy <laughs> joke about tops and bottoms right. that, like we've never heard before, and that's right. gonna make everyone laugh, 
go ahead and take the risk. Right. But this is like an old, it's not making anyone right. laugh. It's, and it's incredibly offensive. And you're not in the community. Take, stay in your lane. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but I think I, I really believe that homophobia is derived from sexism. Like, yes. Oh my, I was just about to bring that up completely. Like like calling someone a bottom is supposed to be insulting because it's, you're saying that it's a man who's acting like a woman or like mm-hmm. feminine. And that's the real yep. issue, the underlying so issue. You know what yep. I mean? You call someone gay because you're insulting them for acting feminine. Yeah. Like being a woman is the problem. You're getting fucked. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that is something a woman does and inherently being a woman is bad and so a man should not act like a woman. Like it's so sexist. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah, Chelsea, did you realize that when yeah. you said your little yeah, joke? Yeah, that's the insult. Mm. Um, go ahead. Because if you took that joke and you sort of reversed it and you made it about straight sex and you made the more dominating one a woman, like if you were like, oh, Hillary Clinton is so controlled by russia every night you know putin is licking out her pussy <laughs> like that's that's not a successful joke because right. it doesn't I make thought sense it was good <laughs> <laughs> you really got lauren Stop. on that one <laughs> right like it doesn't work with straight sex and that's the other thing in addition to it being like you know yes you're you're calling someone a guy feminine and that's a bad thing it's also just you're saying gay sex is icky Yes. Like you're just saying there's an icky factor about gay sex that is insulting. Yeah. So that's not great. Um, unrelated to this topic, but related to everything people in this room love. Here's another bonus clip from this episode Ooh, bonus. of Keep It. <laughs> Some big things happened this weekend. They did. All of them involving Cardi B. Uh, can I, I have a question about her. How is it taking me 31 years to hear a line like, grab my coins like Mario? I mean, like, she had to invent that for us. By the way, how did it take me this long to realize that Mario loves money? That's what that game is about. (laughs) Technically, he's saving that princess who is always getting kidnapped. While getting rich along the way? It's really confusing. No, wait, that's the only way to do it. You get rich, save the princess, and then you have something to offer her when you've saved her. A dowry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Duh, Louis. Wow. I mean, he's also going into tubes, so he's doing his job, too, which is plumbing while saving her. It's just very complicated. Lots of storylines. It's like the big sick. Oh there are so many discoveries. I can't believe I was just blessed with that. I've, I hadn't heard that. Isn't that so funny? I that That's so funny. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so is you. that's that kind of I think both those clips kind of explain the brilliance of keep it which is like the first like two minute clip got us on this tangent about talking about like gender identity and and you know sexuality politics and then the second clip is just like a genius you know breakdown of what Mario is about and I love the way Ira says everything because it's like he doesn't really care you know he's like whatever I just thought of this real fast yeah like, yeah it's brilliant <laughs> Uh, so funny. So that episode was called Bemoaning Lisa. Again, it was Keep It. Check it out. And now, uh, I think this is our last clip. We have Jingle Jingle oh, too. Sorry. Do you want do you want to no. do that one first? No, no. Or do you want to do advice know why first? I said that. No. Right. Next is and now for a little bit of advice. Doot, doot, doot. We're still open to changing the title of this segment, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, it's That's a little verbose. It's called and now for a little bit of advice. Okay. Yes. Alan, during this clip, will you try to think of a better name for our segment that um, features advice clips? Sure. Great. Uh, noodle on it. 
but we basically just steal questions that are asked on other podcasts and we try to answer them ourselves. Yeah. So this is from Dear Sugar, which we talk about all the time. Uh, Cheryl Strait and Steve Almond. Um, it's from Sugar for the Holidays. That's the title of the episode. And I have been thinking about this clip forever. And I, part of me wonders if we've talked about it because I think about it all the time. But I don't think we've talked about it in this context. So I'm going to play it for you and hope that you come up with a really good answer. I have a wonderful boyfriend and we are so in love. We've been together for more than two years and we recently moved in together. I've never felt so close to anyone as I do to him. The problem is he rarely gives me gifts or cards. For every birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, I spent weeks finding the perfect gift. I often spend hours making him a card. I do not expect this level of gift giving from him as I deeply enjoy doing this for people that I love. But what I would like is some sort of card, even if it is store-bought, and a small gift that shows he cares would be nice as well. But I would be pleased with just the card. My reasoning is that these occasions present the perfect opportunity to show someone that you care about deeply, but see every day how much they mean to you. I've explained that I don't care how much money he spends and that something homemade means more to me than anything. Sugars, he loves to do art and draws or doodles all the time, which makes me sadden further when I don't get a card from him. He says he understands, and although it's not something that is important to him in general, that it is important to him because it's important to me. But I haven't seen much change in his behavior. He often offers me money or to buy me something that I want for a specific day. But I have told him that I really just wanted to pick something out for me himself. It seems to me like gift-giving is an afterthought for him. It's hard for me to imagine spending my life with someone who does not exchange a little something to mark our years together with me, and I so deeply treasure the cards and gifts he's given me. Does this make me a selfish or materialistic person? Is this something that I just need to accept about him? Please help. I really want to spend my life happily with this man, and I'm sure if I can figure out how to proceed with this issue, we can sort it out. I'm willing to compromise, but not sure what that looks like or how to move forward in that direction. I don't want to sell myself short like I have done in so many of my past relationships. Signed, materialistic. Okay, I'm obsessed Do we with, answer this? Yes. I want Eric, well, both of you. But I, I want to set it up by saying, it's just like where I'm coming from. At first, I thought, what, you're being a bitch. Chill the fuck out. Presents aren't everything. You're being superficial. Boo-hoo. So you don't get good gifts. Go buy your own shit. And then the more I started thinking about it, like gifts don't matter in a relationship. But then I started thinking, maybe it does? Because, you know, it is odd when someone buys you a gift that makes you feel like they don't understand you. And if he's not buying gifts, it is odd if you've explained it to the person and it becomes deeper than the gift. And you start thinking, maybe this is deeper than just gift. Maybe it isn't superficial. And then we've been talking about the five love languages a lot. And I think I'm wondering if she understands the concept of love languages. It's clearly not one of his love languages. So I feel like this this question, initially I was like, this is stupid. You're being stupid. And then I started thinking, wait, this is actually a very interesting question. So I'm dying to hear what you have to say. Well, I think like you already kind of touched on it, it is personal. And I think to say gifts don't matter in a relationship doesn't really make sense because maybe it doesn't matter in your relationship, but it obviously matters in her relationship. I don't think she's being materialistic at all. 
Um, and I feel like because talking to him about it and trying to make herself clear on this hasn't worked, maybe she talks to someone that he confides in or someone that's close to him, maybe a sibling of his or a good friend of his to try to um, get them to help him with this. Because it feels like, you know, assuming he doesn't have malintent, like assuming he's not like purposefully hurting her by not fulfilling her, you know, wants in yeah, this maybe he scenario. Just doesn't like her. I mean, that could be, that could be this person. What? Or him. Oh yeah. I guess. Do we know if it was a woman or a man? Um, well, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like having a friend or like a parent or like a sibling of, of the significant other helping that person out would be good, but I don't think that's going to work, but why is that? I don't know. I feel like, this person told her partner or his whatever. Can we pretend it's a girl for my ease? Yeah, of sure. Homophobe. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I just hope it's a girl because it'd be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a girl, I feel like she's told him. Yeah. And she was basically saying it. This my love language is gift giving. I want gifts. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's not my love language. So sorry. I think that's what. Well, it's a communication issue. And that's why when I first heard this, I was like, you're being superficial because gifts aren't my love language. Right. So I heard this question as like, stop, stop obsessing over this. But that's because that's that this is her. It's love not language. how you would want it. Yeah. yeah. And I think more so than the gifts, she's saying, I want you to put th- thought into this. And yeah. that's when I started realizing this could be a humongous issue. Yeah. And the lack of communication and not listening. I think they just need to Google love languages and figure that out. You know what? You just nailed it. That's yeah, the answer. Short and sweet. Steve Almond does not answer with that, but they yeah, are. no, really. I feel like that would really solve everything they both because need to figure out what their love languages are and how to communicate in their love languages. Yeah, it both really what they the give answer. and what they receive. He could be writing the exact same letter, saying, "My girlfriend will not cuddle with me. She doesn't show me any physical affection. I love to do it all the time. She just wants to like write me cards. I feel like she doesn't love me, and right. I keep telling her she needs to cuddle with exactly. me, but she won't." And maybe physical touch is his love language and gifts are hers. I can't remember what Steve Alvin says, but it's not that. But I think that that is the right answer. Well, that's why this is a good segment. Thank you. What should we call it? It should be called Help Me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And said like that. We're going to need to record some clips of you saying that. It's recorded for posterity already. Do do you want to give us like three three takes or so? Yeah. Help Me. Help me. Help me. DJ J, oh I, I like so to take good. number two, but I think we can talk about that. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I w- I'm never usually concerned about like losing footage, but I think <laughs> that was gold. That's gold. That's Thanks gold. You. Thank you for your continued contri- con- contributions to this podcast. Also, you just solved the problem. I think I've named a lot of things, um, too. You know, yeah, that's like true. Steve Allman is like, go to therapy. And, and, and Alan is just like, Google go love language. therapy. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Save um, you a lot of money. So true. All right. Our next segment, next and final segment is Jingle Jangle, which is our musical segment where we play, you know, a clip that talks about music, has something you can tap your toots to, your as toots. Lauren likes to say. Um, so this one comes from Turned Up. Never Which heard of is it. Um, I'm so glad. Yay! It's a podcast uh, hosted by music producers Jake Jones and Robert um, Venable. They talk about like the ins and outs of the music industry and sort of take a peek behind the curtain to share industry secrets Another and behind music, the scenes are you stories. To, like a music fiend. 
Well, apparently, it's funny because I don't like music like you like music, and I wouldn't be inclined towards a music podcast. Um, but you know, the challenge I thought you might like it, and this one is Jingle Jangle, so I'm it's got to be musical. Um, so some topics they've talked about in the past on Turned Up is how like labeling your music Christian can affect record sales, which is super interesting. Do they often go, Turned Up for what? Do they do that a lot? They, yeah. That's so funny all the time. Oh my God. Good question. Are you sure you haven't listened to this? <laughs> um, other dreams. episodes have been what really goes on with like casting rea- casting on reality competitions like The Voice and the origins of the Super Bowl halftime I show. Like I feel like you like blew your load because like you could have used that clip from Keep It as a co- no comment. Yes, true. And you could have used this as a podcast challenge. Yes, true. You have blessed me with so many goodies. Thank I'm just you. I'm just given given to the world you today. Give 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 give, give <laughs> Santa Claus. Thank you. Um, this episode, which is called "That Song Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means," episode 18. It's about songs we all know, mostly children's songs, and their commonly unknown sort of dark origins. So in this clip, Jack and Robert are talking about the meaning behind the nursery rhyme Jack and Jill. Here it is. Uh, What about Jack and Jill? Oh, man. Jack and Jill. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after, right? Typical woman. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't. Unfortunately, it wasn't all of Jill. It was just her head. What? Off with her head. So it's rumored to be a euphemistic recounting of the deaths of French monarchs, Louis VI and Marie Antoinette. So they were both beheaded. And then Jack and Jill becomes a nursery rhyme. Whoa. In the time that these nursery rhymes, these children's songs were being written, I mean, were the parents there not at all concerned that this was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These little sing-songy type songs are all about beheading people and burning people at the stake. Well, I, you know, I and I don't know the answer to this, but I imagine they either a weren't intended as children's songs in the beginning. I know a lot of them over hundreds or even thousands of years, have, their meanings have kind of evolved. Uh, some of the words, but also um, news didn't travel like it travels today. You didn't open up Google and see the front page and know about the beheadings you just some heard from your friend about this cute song and so you sang it okay so i kind of broke the convention of jingle jangle here because you can't really tap your toots to it this counts. clip I'm, i was tapping my toots i don't know about you wow mm-hmm. thank you, you can't tap well your toots to anything just in case other folks weren't able to tap their toots um i, I wanted to make up for it by having you sing jack and jill <laughs> See, I didn't know it was a song. I just thought it was Jack and Jill went up. I didn't know it was a oh, song. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, I guess it's kind of a spoken nursery rhyme. Jack and Jill went up the hill to I fetch mean, a pail of water. Aren't all of them? Anything. No, I think there is music to it. Like I, I can picture it. Like Jack and Jill went up the hill to it's fetch like a, a pail of water. Oh, you, Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. I feel like you just made that up did, on the fly, but a it's real lovely. Chance I did. It's lovely. I was just tapping my toots. If I did, copyright me. 2018. That was amazing. <laughs> no one can see. I'm nervous it. we're going to get sued because it sounds so I pro. didn't know I was a composer. You didn't stop and start. You're right. I should have stopped and started yeah. every second. Jack and Jit went up the <laughs> hill. Jit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. So here were some other ones that they talked about, which are nursery rhymes we all know that are really kind of gross. So Three Blind Mice, you all are familiar? Yes. Oh, that is a song. Thank you. Um, can you sing it? No. Can you sing it with one second interruptions? No. 
Okay. Uh, it's about how that's Queen a, Mary the first. Song. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also uh, an easy one on the um, recorder. The recorder. That was the only song <laughs> I learned on the recorder. Yes. It's also hot cross buns. Yeah. So same tune. Okay. Queen Mary the first of England. Most of England at the time of her reign was Protestant, but she was trying to convert the nation to Catholicism and sometimes by violent means. Um, So she got the nickname Bloody Mary. And the song is about the three blind mice are three noblemen who conspired against her and they were burned at the stake. (laughs) Good, good, good. Children. Um, the another one was Ring Around the Rosie. Uh, well, one. a lot of people think it's about the Black Plague, but it's actually about a Protestant ban on dancing. So teenagers got around the ban on dancing by having what they called play parties, where they would play songs and dance in circles. But because they were just spinning in circles, it didn't count as dancing, like holding hands. So they they actually don't think that one has anything to do with the Black Plague, which is what I thought. I don't know why they didn't think of that in the town of Footloose. You're so, you mean Beaumont? Oh. <laughs> that's that's the, the town, town in Footloose. No, that's the name of the town. I was just adding to it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, this one is shocking. The Alphabet Song is actually communist propaganda that became popular during the Red Scare. <laughs> I'm just wow. kidding. I made that one up. Oh, fuck. That but that was so really... funny because at the exact same time, <laughs> Lauren and DJ Jaywu both just looked at me like... Is that right? <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to that one. No. I listened to a lot of your bullshit, but that was crossing. <laughs> your skepticism was quite warranted. It's the alphabet song is not about the okay, wow. communism. Well, <laughs> I'm a little naive sometimes, but <laughs> but if you want to hear about more songs that are about what you didn't think they're about, listen to this episode of Turned Up. It's called That Song Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means. I will be listening to that. I really enjoyed that. Good. Cool. I'm so I glad. Like promise. Thank you. Well, good app, good second year of podcast podcast, and My thanks. Do you know your actual anniversary? I mean, I feel like today, or because it's fifty-two but, episodes, know, one every two weeks. But you know, I don't remember the first time we. Um, I'm gonna like look recorded. up when we first re- because I don't remember the first time we recorded. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I certainly don't know that either. That's like, wow, we're going to get an anniversary and a Episode song in one, one day. was released on June 16th. Okay. But we had like banked like five. A few. We were so nervous it was going to suck. That's true. So June 16th is our technical birthday. First, first episode anniversary. Well, now we have an anniversary and a song. I feel oh so much God, closer I to you. It. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Thanks to our guests, Alan, and in the background, Monty. You're welcome. The original Monty. Well, now we call him Monty the human because Monty the cat is just Monty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You answered either one. Yeah. Um, And thanks for you all for listening. Thanks to Kara, our editor, as always. We can't Um, call her Kara Hughes anymore. She's married. She's a married lady. Uh, And please, if you have a minute, rate us on iTunes. It's super helpful. Thanks. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.